guys. Welcome back to the Three Blonde Mice podcast. I'm Shelly. I'm Katie. And I'm Anna. And we hope that you're having a good week so far. It's actually Tuesday when we're recording this. So whenever you're listening to this, it's probably Wednesday. Um, So I hope you're having a good hump day. I hope you're getting through that midweek slump okay. And if you can't tell, uh, we're doing this remotely again um, due to COVID-19. But we're hoping that soon we will be able to be together again and do an episode. Because it's just not the same. No. No, it's not. I miss y'all so much. And I feel like it's been like, what, two months since we've like actually been together? Feels like it. Around Yeah. (laughs) And that's not okay. But we have a fun episode planned for you guys. So without further ado, let's just get right down into it. On Sunday, Kristen Cavallari and Jay Culler. Are y'all yes. shocked or, are, <laughs> or not? I'm not because they always had the weirdest like vibe when I, I watched agree. the show. Yeah. Like but they yeah. just seemed like an odd couple. No. I, and, there, and it just seemed like there was something off with them. Yeah. And honestly, I agree. Whenever the news first came out, I was like, What? But then as I started thinking about their relationship as it was displayed on their reality show, and for those of you who don't know, Kristen Cavallari, she's early 2000s reality star queen, basically. Uh, she, she was on, on the hills. Yeah, she was on the hills, super popular TV show, and uh, she kind of just kept that notoriety throughout her life, and now she has her own show on E!, and it's called Very Cavallari, and it's kind of just about her. She actually moved to Nashville, which is kind of crazy to me. But she moved to Nashville, and that's where she has her lifestyle brand, Uncommon James. So the show kind of just focuses on that, as well as her relationship with Jay Cutler, who's an ex-NFL football player. So, um, but yeah, I, I was thinking about their relationship and just how they were on TV and stuff. And, you know, no marriage is perfect, obviously, but... They did kind of have a weird vibe. I agree with that. It kind of... It was almost like there was always tension between them. Yeah, I agree. And not the good kind of tension. Right. And I feel like... I mean, we all know Jay Cutler. He was like a breakout star uh, on the show. He was like a fan favorite. Yes. And I just wonder if the show is still going to be as popular because... Anytime I look on Twitter about uh, an episode that just aired or something, people are always talking about something that Jay did. I just wonder if they won't keep him on the show. I don't know. I mean, I kind of do it like Kardashians and Scott Disick or something. Yeah. Well. Depends (laughs) on his contract, if you think about it. Yeah, Yeah. it depends on that and to their divorce in general because how she posted about it and how she described their decision of divorce. She said she used the term loving or lovingly. Mm-hmm. And that's just an odd way to describe divorce. And she said that they grew apart. Too. Yeah. Um, like- they've also been talking about marital misconduct on exactly. Anything. So yeah. I don't think. Well, that's okay. Good. I was super skeptical about her caption because, first of all, if you love each other, you're not going to get divorced. No, yeah. you're going to work through whatever that is that yeah, you're going through. Yeah, something fishy there. It's just a little bit too, like, clean and cut. I don't know. So, yeah, like you said. And it was also funny how it came about right after a month-long vacation in the Bahamas. Right. Yeah, I want to know what happened on that trip. Well, she said that they separated on the 7th which was right when they got back and on Jay's paperwork that he filed it said they didn't split up until April 21st yeah so it's a whole lot of like he said she said which is the makings of a super messy divorce and she oh go ahead Katie I was just gonna say like what if they went to the Bahamas to try to work things out because people do that a lot yeah yeah try to go on a vacation or something to like get away 
and work yeah. things out. Because word on the street is that he cheated on her with her best friend that she had cut off recently. Do y'all believe that? I mean, like the best friend that was on the show, the one with yeah. the black hair. Oh, uh, that. See, her, I could him. always feel some kind of sexual, sexual tension between her and Jay. Me too. Oh my gosh, I was thinking the same thing. And well, that's so- the word on the street. So, yeah, because they even filmed them once and they were alone, and I'm like, this is weird. Yeah. And she just kind of seems like the friend, um, and you know, I have a friend like this, or ex-friend like this, y'all know, that uh, (laughs) is just very flirty, even when it's inappropriate. And she just came across that way to me, and so I just kind of wonder if that, I mean, if something did happen, I don't know. Yeah, and I know Kristen's, there are her and Jay both are trying to get or he wants split custody and she wants primary custody and I think that's so funny because he's the one that's always at home right I mean he became a stay-at-home dad yeah he's the stay-at-home dad he's the one that takes care of those kids she's jet setting across the country all the time well I think it's interesting that she wants full custody because Let's go back to the TMZ thing. TMZ got a hold of Kristen's filings or the filing for divorce and they released it on Monday. And in her legal filing, she accuses Jay Cutler of misconduct, stating that he is guilty of such inappropriate marital conduct as renders further cohabitation unsafe and improper. So I just, that is a pretty strong statement I feel like to say about somebody yeah. especially your spouse so the father true, of your children right yeah. if it's true or not I don't know but if there is something there I'm, that I'm sure that has to do with her wanting full custody oh I'm sure but I just can't see how him cheating on her with her best friend is unsafe well, that's why I'm wondering if there's something more. I know. Which, I, I mean, I'm sure that more things will come out about Like, it. do we think it's, like, a drinking problem? Because, you know, they had issues with that on the show sometimes. Yeah. And, I don't know, I'm sure if it was something physical, like physical abuse or something, I'm sure that would have been That would have been reported stated. and it would have been stated. Right, right. So, I don't know what it could be. I mean... I don't maybe either. verbal abuse I don't know maybe I, and like it's one of those things it's you only see what you see on tv you don't know the real person but he just seems like such a goofball mm-hmm. and he just doesn't take himself seriously so I just I couldn't see him being that type yeah, I feel like if anybody was like that, it'd be Kristen. Well, I mean, on the hills, well, she was always verbally abusive to him, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I know. She was like the meanest one on there, or that's what she was known for. Yeah, so that's a little odd. Yeah, it'll be interesting as more things come out. But something that I found out when kind of researching this topic is at the beginning of their engagement he actually broke off the engagement and then a few months later she turned up pregnant and so they got re-engaged and got married and I didn't know that about them but if that's the case if that's really true which I'm sure it is it came from a reliable source uh, that's not a great start to a marriage I'm pretty sure she actually commented on that or stated that in an interview before I'm pretty sure I've heard her talk about that herself yeah Yeah. so it's like not the most solid of foundations for for marriage I guess someone said I guess it was on Twitter or something they're like I'm surprised they lasted this long and honestly like now that I think about it yeah I'm kind of surprised they didn't get divorced sooner because now they have three kids that going to have to deal with this divorce and that's pretty sad yeah especially if there's a custody battle involved yeah it's, it's gonna get like, ugly yeah. and the only ones that are gonna suffer through this are the children exactly hopefully they get this settled but this got me thinking even though this wasn't quite as shocking 
it kind of made me think about other uh, celebrity couples that split or got divorced that were really shocking. And it kind of reminded me of Miley Cyrus and Liam Hemsworth and their split. I mean, to me, that was mind-blowing. Was it, it was sad. It, you don't think it was mind-blowing? I mean, you don't think it was shocking? No. But, but even, okay, let me rephrase. Because either way, celebrity couples, they usually get divorced. I mean, I won't say usually, but a big chunk of them, they do either split up or get divorced. Am I wrong? It's probably a higher percentage than the regular population. Right. So if they had gotten divorced on down the road, say like Tom Cruise and Katie Holmes type deal, that would make more sense to me. It wouldn't be as much of a shock as them getting divorced in within less than a year of marriage. I just think that they had such a weird start anyways. Yeah, it was very off and on. Yeah, so I, I just really didn't. I don't know. I, didn't I just see thought that if they made it to marriage, they would stay together. That's what I was thinking for at least, I don't know, 10 years at least. I mean, I know things happen down the road, but I mean, at least make that commitment to each other to be together for, you know, a few years. <laughs> I just think that he wanted a very traditional lifestyle, like the marriage, the family, everything. And she's always been very straight up that like, she loves him, but as far as, like, having the traditional family and everything, she didn't know if it was necessarily in the cards or if it was right now. And I think he just really pushed that, and it ended up pushing her away. Yeah. Right. And, well, you know that her reps said that their divorce was because of his drinking and drug usage, which I think is interesting because she seems to really like drinking and drug usage. <laughs> So, <laughs> I think but, she's cleaned up a lot recently. I mean, I agree. But there for a while, she was pretty bad. And that may be why it bothered her. Because yeah. she didn't want to fall back to where she had been. Because she got to where she looked rough. Like, yep. you could just look at her and you were like, ooh. Yeah. You, like, you, she was putting herself through it. And she, like, whenever they got engaged and got married and everything... She looked really good. Yeah. Like, she looked like she was in a really good place. And if he was to do things like that, and even if it wasn't to the point of where it was a problem and it was still just recreationally, that still could be an issue for her because of her past. And she didn't want to fall back into that. Yeah. I agree, but I kind of believe the narrative of Liam I, I don't know if it was Liam himself or his reps who said this but they said that her accusations of his drinking and drug usage is just a distraction from her infidelity and lifestyle causing the end to the marriage which I I could kind of see that more yeah and I don't know if that's because Molly Cyrus just kind of rubs me the wrong way I mean I like her but then I'm kind of just like eh. I don't know. I love Liam Hensworth though. So. I think <laughs> I might she, be a little biased. I think she just didn't want to ignore her attraction to women. Yeah. Like, and I think that had a big deal, like a big problem, like in there. Yeah. She wanted an open relationship, and he was unaware of that. I could, yeah, I could so see that being like a huge problem with that, because I mean, right after they separated, before they were even divorced, she was out romping around Italy with um, Brody Jenner's ex. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> what does that say? Well, I mean, I, we don't really know how long their problems were going on. It could have been. True. That's true. But I agree. It was it was really sad that, you know, they couldn't just stick it out, try to work through their problems. But if it was such a big problem as one a spouse wanting an open relationship and one not, I think that's a that's probably a good reason to Yeah, that's grounds call it. that's grounds for divorce. Yeah. But who what other celebrity couple do you guys think it was particularly shocking? Mine would have to be Anna Ferris and Chris Pratt because Oh, that they was were, so sad. Yeah, they were just like 
I just did that one just blindsided me. I still can't give you like the real like tea about why they broke up. I just think like I don't know. To me, they were like Kristen Bell and Dax Shepard. Like, yes. If they split up, that would affect me the same way as Anna Ferris and Chris Pratt. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel like, and I don't know if they're one of these people, but I know, like, specifically, like, with Dax and Kristen, a lot of celebrity couples talk about, like, if, like, not we're going to stay together forever, but if we stay together forever. Mm-hmm. It's always an if, which I don't just love. I mean, I guess it's realistic. But... I mean, where's the sanctity of marriage there, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it means nothing to those people. Yeah. I don't know. It just kind of makes me sad. Yeah. But I think that Chris is really happy now, so I'm happy for him, but it's not with Anna, so that makes me sad. Well, you know that there were rumors that apparently Jennifer Lawrence broke up their marriage somehow, which I don't know. I don't I... believe that. Yeah, cause, well, wasn't it, the split happened right after Chris Pratt and Jennifer Lawrence filmed that movie. Yeah. Was it Passengers? Yeah. So, and that's why I kind of, people were speculating. But, I mean, now, obviously. So, it was kind of like a Lady Gaga kind of. Oh, yeah. And Bradley that, Cooper. Yeah, yeah, and Bradley Cooper kind of conspiracy. Yeah. And Irina Scheich. I don't yeah. know how to remember her last name, but yeah. I, yeah, I guess kind of that same deal, but I, I don't think it got as much recognition as the Lady Gaga thing. Definitely not. Yeah, I, I don't think there's any grounds to that, really, but it is an interesting theory, but still sad all around. I wish that they were still together because they were such a cute couple. Yeah, I just think they were fun, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. And I think that's why I just loved it is because they were, like, kind of quirky, and, like, he right. wasn't always, like... He, he wasn't always hot. <laughs> I mean, yeah. and she was just always kind of just like, I don't know, fun. And I don't know. So speaking of compatibility, let's talk astrology. <laughs> yes. Uh, we, you- we've been super obsessed with this lately. Yes, we have. We actually had like a two hour long conversation over text about our astrology signs and uh, our compatibility as <laughs> friends. Very, yeah, it was a very interesting conversation. But, you know, whether you believe in it or not, I think it's still fun just to kind of look into. And I don't I will say I'm, I don't believe in horoscopes or anything like that. Like, I think that's just BS. But I think there is something there with astrology like your signs and when you were born and how the stars aligned it's just kind of eerie how much they can relate to you exactly because whenever we were talking over text message we're like oh my gosh that is so me the more we found out about our signs and stuff yeah so um so for this topic I think it's going to kind of serve as a way for you guys to get to know us a little bit And then for us to kind of get to know our friendship, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) If we didn't know enough about it, because we've been friends for however many years. So I'm a Sagittarius. And I feel like I relate pretty well to my sign. You do. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Sagittariuses. That's a hard, that's a hard plural. But we Sagittariuses are... No, we're a fire sign and we're known to love traveling. We're known to be very optimistic. We really like change, which I can definitely relate to that. Um, let's see. We're known to be generous, idealistic, great sense of humor, <laughs> hair flip. <laughs> um, <laughs> and our weaknesses are promises more than can deliver, which I guess that kind of relates to we're known to like always have a vision for something and really like talk things up and build things up and then we don't really follow through with it yeah you're optimistic yeah Yeah, exactly so yeah that that's definitely me I will say um and this the site that I'm on right now it says we'll say anything no matter how undiplomatic which I I don't really relate to that as much because I feel like I'm more on the soft-spoken side or more I don't really like to or rock the boat really unless you're Um, pushed yeah 
<laughs> when you get you irritated, ready? you will say whatever is on your mind. Yeah, you in general, that. you don't. <laughs> you are right about that, but I feel like if it's if it's talking about like we'll say anything, me not so much. But you're right. Like I if. I am pushed, I will say. I will say some stuff. Words will be said. (laughs) So, yeah, I really relate to my sign overall. Um, There's not much that I don't relate to. I mean, they're known to be super extroverted, which I have my times where I just want to be an introvert and a hermit. But what about you guys? Do you relate to your sign? Um, I don't relate to the typical description of a Capricorn which is what I am because it's like super ambitious and responsible (laughs) (laughs) and I'm just very um go with the flow whatever happens uh but as far as like weaknesses (laughs) yeah uh I feel that because it's like (laughs) know-it-all unforgiving condescending (laughs) <laughs> super pessimistic <laughs> oh my gosh well, I, I do feel like even though you're super go with the flow I feel like you are very responsible I do see that about you uh, I, it depends on the situation like I was about to say yeah it depends cause like yeah. I'm not I'm gonna take care of whoever like, I'm very uh, nurturing in that way. Like, I'm going to take care of whoever, going to take care of the situation. But as far as, like, cleaning my room, <laughs> yeah, you know, mm, probably not today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, stuff like that. Like, have a five-year plan, probably not ever. <laughs> but overall, I would love to aspire to be more like that. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. What about Uh, you, Anna? Well, I'm a Scorpio. And Scorpios... Oh, God. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Scorpios are known to be very passionate people. Very independent. Very strong personalities. Yeah, they're generally very strong personalities. Which, I mean, I guess I have a strong personality. You guess. I guess. <laughs> I don't... It is what it is. <laughs> um, I mean, I I do have a pretty strong personality. People generally think that I'm kind of intimidating. Or they'll tell me that after they get to know me, that when they first met me, they felt intimidated. Yeah. That could just be yeah. RBF. I really don't know. I don't <laughs> feel like I have an RBF, but... I don't think you have RBF. I think you just come across as, like, a super confident, which you are a super confident person. And that's awesome. Like, I love that about you. And so, I think that's probably what intimidates people. And Scorpios also love debates and aren't afraid of controversy. I've I've been known (laughs) to get into a debate or two myself. So, I guess, yeah, I do. I do identify with a lot of things that a Scorpio is there's some things that I don't like they're very seductive whatever that's supposed to mean like <laughs> that, that, the, I'm not <laughs> I'm not seductive at all whatsoever I just think it's so funny that that particular sign it any website you go on to read about a Scorpio it always mentions like how I know and that like are. makes me so it's mad because I'm like sexually I'm like, uh-uh, I'm not no like don't put me in that oh, don't That's assume so things about me <laughs> so let's talk about compatibility because with astrology there's always like a compatibility rating or which signs are more compatible and which ones are less compatible and that kind of thing which you know <laughs> You always have to take astrology with a grain of salt. It's not going to be always correct. But like I said earlier, there is something there, yeah. you know. So uh, do y'all want to talk about your, you guys' compatibility and then we can kind of go around in a Basically circle. me and Katie are soulmates. <laughs> <laughs> uh. 
Yeah, Capricorns and Scorpios are very compatible. Yeah, it's pretty much the most compatible friendship-wise for both of our signs. Yeah. Because we're supposed to have, like, we're both supposed to be, like, have that more strong personality, which is funny to me, because everybody in this friend group knows that I'm just kind of like, eh, Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But, um, me and Shelly are polar opposites, but it actually... It actually it works, works for out. us, though. Yeah, no, like, but even when you read about it, it kind of works out because Shelly, like, keeps me wild. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. But it is true. Even though I'm not, like, super, like, business-oriented, I am very, like, let's not get in trouble. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, Shelly's like, do about- it. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about this. Like, it's funny because I feel like, you were kind of, like, when we were younger, you know, like, middle school, high school, or whatever, uh, you were kind of the more adventurous one, willing to, you know, let your hair down and not really get in trouble as much, and then, like, the tables kind of turned, and I guess my Sagittarius came more out, <laughs> and I, I I was the one trying to get you to, like, to be a little crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, no, for real. It's just funny how that happened. Yeah. But... I don't know. I don't think we're as polar opposite as our signs say that we are, like, just in general as people. No, but I do think our personality traits are pretty opposite. I just think because our values align, that that is what makes our friendships work. Because I think really when it comes down to it, that's what matters in a friendship. It's less about, like, what your personality traits are and more about what you value at the end of the day. Yeah, true that. So Yeah. But what I love about what it says about Capricorns and Sagittarius is, is that it says even though that we are different, we can learn a lot from each other. And I feel like that's so true oh, with our And, I mean, as well as with, it said that about Sagittarius and uh, Scorpios, that we are different, but we can learn from each other. And I feel like with us, like, we definitely do learn from each other's yeah, strengths. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so what horoscope.com says about a Scorpio and a Sagittarius friendship compatibility. It says that they are very different people who have a lot to bring to each other. So yeah, the driven Scorpio can show the archer how to follow through on their dreams. The optimistic archer will assist Scorpio in dispelling doubt. Because we all know Shelly is so much more optimistic than I am. <laughs> I am. <laughs> I can be such a pessimist. Or not yeah. even a pessimist. I, I'm very much a realist. And I'm just mm-hmm. very realistic about yeah. things. And Shelly sometimes isn't. So no, all the time. <laughs> it, it kind of, we even each other out a little bit there. <laughs> so I think it's kind of funny how, like, with our signs or our compatibility with you know me and Katie and then me and Anna it kind of says the same thing about our relationships like even though we're different we can still learn from each other and we kind of bring out each other's strengths and so it kind of bounces but bounces yeah. each other out and I love and I feel like and I feel like that is true and I think that has also made our friendship stronger because there's not just a lot of people that have kept their same friendships from high school or middle school or or kept them this right. strong. Definitely. Like, I can still say, even though, I, you know, we both all went off to college and found other friends and stuff, I can still say, like, y'all are my two best, best friends. Like, I can rely on you no matter what. Trust you. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah. And I, I'm, pr- I'm proud of that. Like, I'm so proud that I still have you two and that we haven't let pride or conflict or whatever else get in the way of a yeah. friendship. So. Same. All yeah. the feels. I love y'all. The warm <laughs> fuzzies. All the feels. So, last week, there was a popular Twitter thread going on where people talked about their five perfect movies. And I like how it said five perfect movies, because not five favorite movies, because I feel like it's kind of different. Five favorite movies are kind of just like, it could be like guilty pleasures 
or just movies that you really like watching. But I feel like Five Perfect Movies is more what you think from both personally and also objectively what you think the perfect film is. So it kind of got me thinking we should say our five perfect films or what we think is the perfect film. And it doesn't have to be five, though. Like, I have five written down, but y'all can say whatever you want. Um, and hopefully this can be give you some ideas uh, to of movies to watch while you're in quarantine. So, yeah, I guess I'll start. My five perfect films. This isn't in any particular order, by the way. I don't think I could ever rank these. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's Wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> that <laughs> I mean, to me, that's more of a guilty. That's how we're starting. That's out. more okay. of a guilty pleasure kind of movie. But okay, but okay, it is a little bit. But the script is just genius. It is though, y'all. It is pretty yes. accurate. Like I know, like obviously, there's a lot of dramatization and stuff. But you know, like I didn't realize how much like Steve Madden was really involved in that whole thing. Right. And he's like, yeah, no, that happened. <laughs> like, no, that was real. <laughs> well, I, well, I just think the whole entire film is just fascinating. And Leonardo DiCaprio, he's just so daddy. He is. Like, oh my god. I think that's one of the main reasons I love it. In my perfect and that's film. why it's objectively perfect. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but all that aside, I think it is a really good film, okay? <laughs> weird for you (laughs) I know I know well I think now that like I've had a baby and I'm a mom now and stuff I'm just more in touch with my emotions because Katie always makes fun of me for this but growing up we I would never cry at a movie ever and I don't know why like I wish I could cry I would feel a lump in my throat but I would never cry so (laughs) I would ball and look over at Kelly and she just (laughs) kind of like what But now I do cry at movies and <laughs> being a wallflower is one of those movies that I just, I can't contain myself. Like me and Preston, we watched it not long ago and we were both crying. Oh, like, it, It's just one of those touching films and it's very rewatchable and just the characters, the acting, and it's based off of a novel And what I think is interesting is the author of that novel actually wrote the screenplay. And that's very unheard of in Hollywood. Usually the author has to sign away their rights to the novel and kind of just give the studio creative license. But with this, the author was able to kind of make the film how he wanted it to be, which I I haven't read the novel. So, but uh, people say that was very close to what the novel was and I think that's why it's probably such a good movie yeah. um and then my third pick is Pride and Prejudice with Kira Knightley <laughs> I love that movie <laughs> <laughs> and I just I love period films uh especially set in like the Regency time I love the British accent and just Pride and Prejudice is just a timeless story so, yeah, I think that's just kind of self-explanatory. Next one, Forrest Gump. I mean, <laughs> need I say more? <laughs> Tom, I think that was Tom Hanks. Yeah. I mean, he had a lot of great roles, but I think that's probably his best role. Arguably his best role. And um, it's it keeps your attention through the whole movie. And the acting is superb. The writing, I mean, it's a classic. Everything. So, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I could not put that on my list. And then lastly, I had a hard time picking my fifth pick because I knew I needed to put a Quentin Tarantino film on there, but I didn't know which one. (laughs) So I was between like Pulp Fiction, Django Unchained, and um, Kill Bill. Those three, like I wish I could put those as a tie. Yeah, you could do a tie. You could do like two two honorary mentions. (laughs) All right, so if, well, if I'm going to do two, then I'm going to say Pulp Fiction and Django Unchained. Like, those two, 
Um, they're, they're both very different films, but I, I think they just completely captivate you through the whole entire story. And writing, I love Quentin Tarantino's writing, but, <laughs> but yeah, so those are my picks. Okay, well, mine... My number one, and it will always be my number one, it is the absolute perfect, most perfect movie there ever was in the world. <laughs> I've watched it. I don't want to know how many times I've watched it, actually, because it's a, about a three hour long movie, and that would just be sad to know how much time I've spent <laughs> watching this movie. But it is Interstellar, number one Ooh. favorite of all time. I don't think I will have a favorite above it ever. Okay, it really is odd to me how seriously you felt about that movie. Me too. But I mean, I'm here. Like, I'm glad. Like, I have weird stuff that I. But you got serious. I love that movie. Yeah. (laughs) Well, what is it about it that you love so much? It's just like the underlying message of it to me, or that I got from it, just means so. Like, it just speaks volumes, and it's that love transcends time and space oh that is a good message i haven't seen the movie so i i probably should watch it and it made me watch it (laughs) what did you think about it katie um it was a little odd i was gonna say i also love about this movie is that every time you watch it you find something different yeah, I love movies. You like can that. find something new every time you watch it and you pick up on something that you didn't pick up on the first time. So that's my number one. My number two, I'm gonna bring up another Leonardo DiCaprio movie. Oh, my man. <laughs> and it is the one that he finally won an Oscar for The Revenant. Are you serious? I haven't seen that. Movie. Yes. It is he finally won an Oscar for it. He didn't win an Oscar for the Titanic, the Wolf of Wall Street, the Great Gatsby, the freaking- and he finally won one for this. Yes, it was amazing. I need to watch it. He, it's funny because honestly, in the movie, because of how everything plays out, he does not talk hardly any in it. Really? Yes, and that's what makes it so, like, makes him so brilliant in it. <laughs> that's what makes it no, so that's good. what makes him so brilliant in it is because he had to, everything that he acted, he had to act through his body and through his face and through his emotion. I mean, kind of a la uh, Tom Hanks in, uh, what's the movie? Castaway. Kinda- yeah. Yeah, like, he, like, for most of the movie, he could not talk because he was attacked by a bear. Wow. And so he could, he just really wow. couldn't hardly talk. Like, he could kind of in some parts, but for the most part, he couldn't. And you just really saw the pain and emotion in his face. But anyways, I won't go on longer about The Revenant. Y'all need to watch it. I mean, it's his only Oscar Obviously, it's amazing. I'm definitely putting it on my list to watch now. Yes. Uh, my third movie that I would say is a perfect movie would be The Dark Knight. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's- uh, I mean. A woman after my own heart. Katie loves Batman. I mean. Exactly. But Heath Ledger, oh. I mean. He. He did that. He did that. Like. He did that. I mean, I think the Joker is arguably the hardest role in all of Hollywood to play. Because the Joker is just not a character that you can snap in and out of, I don't think. Yeah. and I Like, it would be hard to... It, that would be a hard character to just put on yeah. screen. Just, you walk on set and you you turn it on I just don't think it's a character you can do that with and do it well and do it justice and I guess that's why that whole thing and that's why that's why it took so much out of him yeah I mean it ruined him yeah and it's so sad I'm still not over it I know I'm not over it and because I mean he was brilliant in that movie just brilliant well I'm curious 
but what did you think of the walking phoenix's joker did you see it that's what i was just about to say that's my fourth movie oh really on my list yes that, the joker i actually did he did that one on my list he did an impeccable job i mean he was great i did not expect him to play that role that well yeah. uh, it's like i did because he He's such a great play he plays those dark characters so well like he played Johnny Cash and Walked the Line, and he's played parts in some of his own films. I, I can't think of those just off the top of my the head. Gladiator. But he, yes, the Gladiator. He he's so good at playing these dark characters. So, would you say that you prefer Heath Ledger's Joker over Walking Phoenix's though? <sighs> I just think they showed two different sides. So it's kind of hard to compare. Yeah. Because in The Joker, you're watching Joaquin Phoenix as a normal guy with mental health issues spiral the whole movie. Yeah. I mean, he just, that's all he's doing the whole movie is just spiraling. Yeah. But I just think it's hard to compare them because of the type role they played of the Joker. Yeah, because I, I think I think they were both great for different reasons. Yeah, I can agree with that because Heath Ledger he was more on the true villain side of it. it exactly, didn't really show a sympathetic side to him. But anyways, I really don't have a fifth movie, so those are my four, Katie. <laughs> I I love movies, but I don't have, like, there's only, like, a couple that I think are just, mm-hmm. like, objectively great. And I'd have to start out with, like, what? Me Before You. Oh, my I gosh. I love that movie. I, anytime I want to cry, it's I watch so it. so depressing. Anytime. It's such a good message. Wait, which movie is that? It's the movie with Emily Clark and Sam Clapton, and it's basically just like a euthanasia freaking commercial. Oh, yeah. I know what movie you're talking about. It's so good. I don't love that part, but I just love that he's like, you know what? Like, don't even think about me. Like, go do you. Go live your life. Be happy. I mean, like, I I, told, oh. I get that, and I oh, loved shit. the movie up until the very end. Like, I feel like it could have gone in so many different ways other than that. Yeah, but but the thing about it is, is he had to be happy too, and that's what was going to make him happy. Because you know, sometimes it's not always know, happy endings. But, uh, they both had to do what made them happy, even though she wanted I mean, him to stay. It's like, not like oh. he was like. You know, you know, it, you know that uh, book that we read in English, or um, I probably didn't read it. Well, not a book, but it's a short story. Y'all might have not been in this class. But... I still probably didn't read it. <laughs> but it was about I can't. Remember. I probably made up everything I said to Miss Jones. <laughs> well, me being the overachiever that I am, haha, no. <laughs> No, you just like to read. <laughs> um, the, it's about, I can't remember his name, but he wrote, he had a stroke and he couldn't move anything. He couldn't talk, couldn't move anything except for his right eye or his left eye. One of his eyes. He could, he could only blink with one of his eyes. And that's it. Like he just had to lay in his bed and his brain was perfectly sound. He didn't have any kind of problems with his brain so we read this story that it was actually an excerpt from a book that he wrote that he wrote completely from just blinking his eye. yeah yeah his eye yeah what letter yeah, was what? And yeah he, i remember that like someone sat beside him and any they would go through the alphabet and anytime he wanted a letter he would blink and that's how they wrote yeah and he so wrote long. it the entire like wrote the entire book that way and it was an amazing right I didn't read the book but from the short story it was incredible so I'm just thinking about him I'm not advocating <laughs> for you no, no, I, I know like I'm 
kind of sending like a bad message towards like the paraplegic community. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but I mean, no, I do see why you like that movie so much because it is a really great love story and stuff. But I just can't get behind the ending. I get that. Yeah. I do. I hated the ending, but I also loved it. Because, like, the letter he wrote to her at the end, everything, like, just about she yeah. didn't do her. It was just really sweet. Because I guess it's I guess it's just, like, not your typical love story. And that's what I liked about it. Because, you know, so many times it's all about the happily ever after. But her happily ever after is yeah. becoming herself. Yeah. I guess that's I, what I, I liked about, about it. it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not him dying. Not him literally killing himself. <laughs> yeah, no, not that. Um, and then also, uh, I'd probably, and I don't even know if either of you have ever seen this movie, uh, but the first one. I want to watch that. I've never seen that. I But what what is it about? Because I've I've heard of it, but I don't really know Um, what the, uh, description of it is. It's basically all these women who are going through divorces and all basically get screwed over by their husbands. (laughs) Or, like, whoever's divorcing them. Like, they all have, like, these. Uh, younger women and they all uh, like because they all were cheated on and stuff and they weren't going to give them like the settlements that is just stuff like that and (laughs) they just got to come together to do a big like screw I love that (laughs) I don't know it was just it's really not there's no principle to it I mean there is but I don't know what I mean that's okay though other than just sticking up for yourself uh I don't know. Goodwill Hunting is also one of my favorites. That is a good one. And I just cried in it too. Did you know that Matt like that they wrote that together? Like Matt really? Dillon, yes. Netflix? Yeah. Yes, and they were young. Wait, is that the one that young. um Robin Williams is in? Okay, I haven't seen yes. that one. I need to watch oh, it. Oh, it's so good, Shelley. I randomly watched it at Dak Shepard's recommendation because it's his favorite movie. <laughs> And I was like, yes, I need yeah, I to watch it. Yeah, I one film that probably everyone needs to watch, including me. Yeah. I mean, and also, <laughs> not to jump on a bandwagon or anything, but a Aww, Star is Born. that's a good one. Yeah. That is a good one. Good pick. Hate the ending. Yeah. Love the movie. I mean, I feel like the ending, though, kind of made it, I wouldn't say realistic, but... I mean, kind of like you said with me before you, it didn't type everything in a nice bow, which is nice with some movies. It would kind of be boring if every movie just ended with a happy ending. Um, So I'm right. going to say that I liked that he did that, but the downside of that, of that movie, even though I love it so much, is that she took a lot of crap for literally no uh, Lady Allie. Like, yeah, Lady Gaga. Yeah, Allie from like, in the movie. from him? Like, just... Yeah, because he was just a drunk. Yeah. And she was just kind of like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. And I'm just like, um. Mm. And I think she did truly love him. But I love how it ended, like, her career kind of springing up. And, you know, basically because of him. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I can't really think of any more just right off the top. My favorite movie of all time is John Tucker Must Die, but it's not objectively <laughs> good. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's a good movie though i mean i feel like i could watch that over and over i mean not over and over but I could, it's definitely rewatchable. that uh she's the man and sydney white are all of my favorite movies if that tells you anything about me as a person oh my god she's the man <laughs> like okay I, I love the like the story and everything itself but channing tatum oh my god yeah that was really one of his like breakout roles yeah you know and that was his prime too like i don't think he was ever as good looking in any of his other movies i mean debatable dear john he was also very yeah i didn't even think he was like just amazing in magic mike like his body was good yeah like but it's like eh, you know i just think she's the man and dear john like those were his prime i feel that but I wish, I you know, movies like that, like Dear, or um, Don Tucker, I'm, I'm getting so tongue-tied, Don Tucker Must Die, and like, She's the Man, they don't make movies like that anymore. No, they don't. And no, they, they do, don't. And those were all different. They were, no, no, they, like, they weren't making movies 
you know, that were all similar, like all similar love stories, all, you know, basically you can, a lot of movies today, you're like, wow, I saw that in a completely different form, but I've seen that movie. Yeah. <laughs> like last year. Yeah. You know, they're all the same or very similar. Yeah. And I feel like, but those movies were different. I know. And I feel like if a movie is made like that, like a simple rom com, it's usually like super low budget, like a TV movie. Or, you know, it's not going to be, like, a blockbuster film with popular actors. Like, I just, and if it is, like, it's it's going to get terrible reviews. So, I yeah. don't know if it's just because critics are getting so snobby these days. Like, they don't, studios just don't make films like that anymore. I don't know. But I just feel like it's really sad because I do, I miss those rom-coms. So, I think it's just because Amanda Bynes isn't anything anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because you know how could she be? Yeah. Like you know, yeah, yeah. rom com queen. I think it's just because she's so quirky. Yeah, no, I loved her huh. as an actress. Me too. Why'd she have to? Write I know it? it's so sad. Well, that's our show, guys. I hope you enjoyed it. Before we go, I just have one announcement, and that is our very own Anna. She got her dream job as a pediatric nurse in the emergency department of uh, children's in Mississippi. So, snaps for Anna. Thank y'all. I'm so excited. Yes, we are so proud of you. So, we just had and to give so you a sad that you're leaving us. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but also super proud. Yeah. But let us know, guys, what you thought about this episode. Give us a shout on Instagram, on Twitter. Um, our username is 3 Blonde Mice Podcast. Let us know if you relate to your astrology sign, how compatible you are with your friends according to that. Let us know what you think about the Jay Cutler, Kristen Cavallari divorce. And we also want to know what your five top favorite movies are so let us know and we will see you next time